0: In this mic, you have to go backwards to go forward. (laughs) Maybe you feel like you have to do that in your life. I don't know. But uh, let's open with prayer. Father, we thank you for the Word of God today because the Word of God is our lifeline with you. We thank you, Father, for hearts, open hearts, open minds, To receive everything to the full. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, and it's a good thing to do, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 60. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to read the first few verses. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar and your daughter shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant and your heart shall swell with joy. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. I believe that we live in a time that no other, no other generation has had the opportunity to, to live in. We live in a time where the end of time is coming closer than ever before. We live in a time where Satan has raised up his ugly face in a greater way than ever before. We live in a time where darkness is starting to cover the face of the earth. But you know, at night when we come home and we walk into our dark house, The first thing we think about is turning on the light. When you get to somewhere dark, what is the first thing you do? Now, you know, everybody has light on their cell phone. So I guess the flashlight industry is not doing so well. But, you know, when you come to darkness, our first instinct is to what? It should be that way spiritually. It should be our first instinct. Yes. If darkness is coming upon this earth. Our first in- instinct should not be to sit down and talk about the darkness. Our first instinct should not be uh, to complain about the darkness. I mean, you know, if you walk in your house and your house is dark, you don't go, why is this house so dark? I mean, is it always going to be dark? No, you don't complain about darkness. you turn on the light. Is that right? If some of you don't turn the light on, you go sit on your sofa and you just start talking about the darkness? No, nobody does that unless they need deliverance. You see, we live in a time where darkness is covering the Earth. You know, we live in another part of the world a lot of the time and we and the darkness is the same there as it is here. Why? Because it all comes from the same place. Sometimes it has more opportunity in some places because there's more ignorance. But ignorance is not the only problem. Failure to rise up is another problem. Thank you. I'm coming. Hallelujah. You see, he said, arise and shine. That means you can't shine from your seat. Church is not the place we need to shine the most. In here, it's all light. We got lots of light in here. We need to shine when we walk into the darkness. Isn't that right? Right. But you, don't, you can't shine if you don't arise. So I believe that Isaiah 60 is as much for the day that it was written in as it is for today. In fact, I believe it is speaking directly to us for the end of this time that we're here. Because we are coming into the time where good is called evil and evil is called good. We're coming to the time where you don't even think some people have enough sense to go out the door. You know, some people have no logic at all because they have an agenda. They can't see the truth because they've already gone to a certain place and they're blind. But you know, it don't matter how good your eyes are, you can't see without light. Somebody said, well, cats can see in the dark. No, but cats can see with less light. A cat can't see in the dark. A cat can see with less light. No one can see because the eye is designed to work by light. Without light, people are blind, even if they have perfect eyesight. Are you with me? Yes. We have the true light. The entrance of his word gives or brings light. Isn't that right? So without his word, we are as blind as anybody. Without his word, we are as blind as anyone. All right. And we may not confine the door. I remember when I was, uh, for those who don't know, I used to pastor in Hondo. And... Uh, a suburb of utopia. Uh, in fact, Brother Joe was in our church there. He did jail ministry. <laughs> I asked him one time, I said, how come you go to the jail? He said, I'm going to go there before they come to my house. <laughs> you know, we laugh at that, but we should be doing that with, in our country. We should be going to people before they come to us. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. That's why he said, "Arise." I mean, you know, the Great Commission is not to sit. Yeah. Yeah. The Great Commission is to go. That's why we have to arise. The only place that it's good to sit is in heavenly places, yeah. and that's talking about our authority. Are you with me? Yeah. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Not physically, because you're here today. But in authority, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. But that authority we have from being seated with Christ is what we use when we arise and when we go. Are you with me? Arise and shine. Hallelujah. Arise and shine. You know... Why do we need to shine? Because there's darkness. Why? We don't need to complain about the darkness. We need to shine in the darkness. Amen. We don't complain about darkness. We shine in the darkness. Amen. This is the best. You know, I remember one time we were young and uh, we went to, uh, we were younger and we went to a cave uh, And and I guess it was maybe at natural bridge caverns or something and we went way down deep in the cave and you know and for some Small short time something happened and the electricity went out and it was so dark down there So dark But you know the guide he pulled out his flashlight and put that light on you know that light was so bright and It was just a little light you know, there's a song, I'm going to let my light shine, yes. this little light of mine. Even if you have a little light, it shines bright in darkness. All right. yeah, amen. Even if you have a little light, it shines bright in darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, it's time for us to let our light shine. I mean, no, the devil is letting, or the people of the devil are letting their light shine, but it's not light, it's darkness. They're letting darkness come out. I mean, now openly darkness comes out of people's mouth. Openly comes out of people's actions. Openly evil is justified. Are you with me? It's time for the body of Christ to openly shine. Shine. Openly shine. Well, what can I do? You can stop sitting. Amen's kind of went down there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Amen comes when people like what you said. But how many of you know what amen really means? So be it. (laughs) You know, all the promises of God are yes and amen. I think it's time for our lives to be an amen. It's time for our lives to so be it. Remember when they... when. They came to Mary and said, you know, you're going to have Jesus, she said, be it unto me, be it unto me, so be it unto me. You see, it's time for Jesus to shine through us. I'm I'm saying that because uh, if light doesn't get turned on, darkness rules. In other words, if we don't go to the prison and talk to them, when they get out of prison, they'll come and won't be talking to us. Yeah. Right. You see, we need to go before they come. Hallelujah. You know, there's many of people, their lives might have turned out different if somebody would have stepped into their life and gave them the truth and gave them light. Hallelujah. You know, I think of some of the homeless people we've helped in the church. You know, they're living on the streets, living on the streets, but we took them in. They lived with us in the same property, and we we took them in, and we sowed the truth and love in them, and their lives were changed. Their lives were changed. Even I keep, you know, uh, and, and of course they didn't stay with us forever because we got a new group and then we got another group. And, but, you know, even now I still run into some of them and they're still doing good. They're still doing good. And, you know, I think of one young man, living, a young man, a young man living on the streets. And over three years ago we got him off the street And we poured the word of God and love of God into his heart. And, you know, he got a job at a restaurant. And, you know, he was uh, uh, first waiting on tables. Then the guy was so excited, the owner of the restaurant. It was like a, a fast food place, a burger, pizza. And he was excited about him, so he made him the cook. And we went to eat there at the restaurant to talk and just, you know, uh, support him, and we went there to eat at the and, and and you know the owner said to me, he said, you know, I'm I'm going to open up a branch, and I think I'm going to make him a manager of it. Yeah. Now he's working there. He lives with us. He has no rent because he lives with us, and we didn't know what he was doing, but he's saving all his money. And so this guy asked him about going and being a manager at another restaurant, and he told him no. I want to go into business for myself. So he brought all his money to us and said, can you buy me a sewing machine? Now, we didn't tell him even to save money. But, you know, when you get truth in you, your mind can work right. You know, when you don't know anything, you don't know anything. That's a deep revelation there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's kind of the way we start out. I mean, you know, when you're born, you're kind of like a, you have a whiteboard that's not got anything written on it. But the more you get written on it, the more you know what's going on. But anyhow, he brought that money to us and said, you know, well, can you buy me a sewing machine? It wasn't quite enough. We add the rest. We bought him a sewing machine. Three and a half years later, just Sunday before I came here, he was in church. And he's been prospering in his business. He passed up a manager job to go into business for himself. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, that's what truth can do and love because love causes truth to really have the right environment to work. Love or truth works the best in the environment of love. And so then we think, you know, we reached out to girls who were involved in, they call them commercial sex workers. And, uh, but you know, and a lot of times people look down on them, but they have a, t- they have a, a terrible life often because they're doing it because they don't know any other way to make money. And many times they're abused more even than the, you, you think they are because the one they're working for abuses them. But we, we think of one girl, she got a job with Amazon. Can you imagine that? She was a, a commercial sex worker living in a poor village where all of the, all of the uh, girls live there together. And even a lot of them get pregnant, lose their children because they can't feed them. And yet, this girl, God took her from that environment and changed her life. And now she works for Amazon. Another girl came to our youth group. It's not the homeless group, but she came to the youth group. She had mental problems, but because of the truth and God's love, her mind was changed. And now she was having mental trouble. Now she is in the States going to college, and she works at the headquarters of Amazon. You see, and I didn't even know about that until it happened. I, t- I found out about it because the father and mother come to our church, and I met with the father, and he's an engineer, and he told me the testimony. <laughs> that means God did it without anybody doing, knowing what was going on. Amen. You see, I think if we will shine, God will do more than we can imagine. Amen. The glory of the Lord will be seen upon us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord will be seen upon us. But you know, God wants to change people that are next to you. You don't have to go to Ethiopia to find people that need to be changed. You know, it's easy just to stay to ourselves. But God called us to reach out. Because that's what love does. I mean, no, it has to be love for somebody to want to leave heaven to come here. You know, we want to leave here to go to heaven. But who want to leave heaven to come here? But Jesus did it. Not just to come here and have a mansion and enjoy life. No, he came here, started out being born, born in a barn. Even you weren't born in a barn. And this is a country place. Even all of you, were no, none of you were born, in a, born. You know, it's trouble when you have these accents. You can't get, tell the difference between born and barn. So I hope you didn't get lost. If you do, turn the light on. You'll see that. Hallelujah. You know, I want us to go down to the book of Matthew. I'm challenging myself as much as you. You know, I don't, when people get married, I don't think you have to tell them that they have to have children. I, that, a lot of reasons, that's one reason they got married. You know, I believe when we get born again, we shouldn't, nobody have to tell us we need to reproduce. We should reproduce. I mean, you don't see advertisements on television that says, have children. You ever seen that advertisement? Have children. We have a shortage. Have children. No people automatically have that instinct. I think spiritually we should have that instinct. We should. I think that's healthy instinct. A spiritual instinct. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. And let's look at verse 14. 14. You, you, and tell your neighbor he's talking about you. <laughs> See, we're not talking behind your back though. You are, the light, or you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. This is the hill country, right? Thought so. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I believe we live in a time where we have to find our lampstand. And put our light up high so it can shine far. Yeah. You know, you put your light under your chair, it won't do much. All right. But these lights up... That's why they, when you walk in this building, the lights are not on the floor. If the lights are on the floor, it would look weird. The lights got to be lifted up. Isn't that right? Yeah. When you lift the light out, up, the light shines further. You know, when we lift up our light... It shines further because we lift up our light to shine we don't put anything over it we take something off of it hallelujah I know all you listening you know if you get upset at me it doesn't change the truth (laughs) if you get upset today you just make yourself miserable Hello? And if you get upset today, Pastor Robert will be here next Sunday. (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse 16. Let. Let means allow. If somebody says... Oops. Technical difficulties. If somebody says... Let, that means you have a part in it. Let means you have some kind of say. If it, you didn't have a say, we wouldn't have to say, let this happen. Isn't that right? Yeah. If I say, let your children go to the swimming pool with us. That, why we say that? Because you have to have the, give the authority. Right. You have to take, make the decision. It's depending on your decision. The Bible's saying here it depends on our sh- decision whether we're going to shine. Yes. God put the light in us. All right. Galatians 2:20 says, "I have been crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. Why? so you wouldn't get in the way. All right. Good. Hallelujah. Because that old man was a slave, a slave of sin. That's why you called a sinner before you're saved. But that old man was crucified with Christ to make room for a new man who would be free. Hallelujah, the new creation that she was singing about. "I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives." It's no longer what? I who lives. You see, your spiritual life is not your own life anymore. Your spiritual life doesn't come from you. Your spiritual life comes from him. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but it is Christ who lives in me. So the life I have in me right now, the spiritual life I have in me, it's not some life they whipped up in the heavenly cafeteria. It is the very life of Christ. And it is why we can be the body of Christ. Because my body has my life in it. Your body doesn't have my life in it. My body has my life in it. Your body has your life in it. And because his life is in me, I become his body. I'm bone of his bone, flesh of his. We couldn't be called the body of Christ if his life was not in us. But his life is in us. It's no longer I who lives, but it is Christ who lives in me. And the life, oh, this next part is our part. Christ living in him in, in me, he came and did that. All I had to do is receive him. Right. But now he says, the life that I ne- live now in the flesh, how many of you are in the flesh? <laughs> Revelation, if not. You know, you're in the flesh if you're here today, and you know what I'm talking about. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live. By faith in the Son of God. Why faith in Him? Because He is my life. He is the one I'm trusting in because He is my life. Now, God is wanting that life to come out of us and shine. Are you with me? God put it in us so it could come out of us. Because if... The life doesn't come out of us. It's like being a paralyzed person. A paralyzed person has life in them, but it can't really come out of them because they can't move. Is that right? But I'm telling you, Jesus does not want a paralyzed body. We don't want one. We should not want him to have one. Are you with me today? And so, in these last days, You know, if you went to a bookstore, most of the books are about people receiving, which is what children think about all the time. But you know, when you become a a parent, you get on the other end because now the child wants to receive. So that means you have to be the, (laughs) in this end time, we have to rise up and be the giver. We have to rise up and be the doer. When your two-year-old's hungry, he's not going to rise up or she's not going to rise up and cook something. In fact, even when they're 20, they might not rise up and cook something. (laughs) If you cook for them all the time and don't teach them. You know, they'll let you do things for them as long as you will. You see, I think we come to the time we owe Jesus more than we can ever pay him. It's time for us to grow up and shine. In other words, it's time for us to bring out what He paid for to put in us. He paid the awesome price to put it in us to make us His own. How many know we're not our own? That we've been purchased with a price, a price that cannot even be measured. You know, Jesus was sold for a price of 30 pieces of silver. If you look in the Old Testament in the law, it was the price of a slave. He was sold for the price of a slave so we could have the value of a king. But it's now time to rule and reign in life. To be kings and priests unto him. Hallelujah. It's time for us to shine. You know, this is the hour You know, his hour came already. Are you with me? His hour came and he did his part so that we could have our hour. And our hour is the time to shine. Hallelujah. Our hour is the time to what? Shine. Oh, shine, shine, shine. Now, shine doesn't mean to take your cell phone out and turn it on. Let's read again verse 16 here. Now, you know, you could be like one guy, you know, the truth won't change you if you don't listen to it. Well, one guy had a hearing aid and he didn't like what the minister was saying, even though it was the truth. And so he turned his hearing aid down. <laughs> well, if you do that, you won't get nothing. But I remember I had a guy in my church, he had a hearing aid and we are given that we were preaching and, and he took his hearing aid out. He I talked to him afterwards and he said he, he said I took it out cuz I could hear you. <clears throat> so you could take a hearing out for different hearing aid out of your ear for different reasons. Cuz you don't want to hear or because you can hear. Hallelujah. Let's look here at verse 16. Let your light so shine before men. So shine means on a lampstand. How? Put it high on a lampstand. Well, but brother, I'm shy. Mm-hmm. You'll be shy and suffering if you don't. All right. Listen to me the children of the devil are bolder than they've ever been before, they they've come out of the closet. It's time for us to throw off the basket off the lamp. It's time to throw off the basket and put it up on the high. Are you with me? It's time to do that. And you know, the best way is to let our light shine. Because darkness has no defense for light. Darkness has no defense for light. Because darkness is the absence of light. And when light comes, darkness can no longer exist there. Hallelujah. It says, let your light so shine before men. Not before your dog. Not before your TV. Before who? That means you have to go before men. You can't shine your light before men if you don't go before men. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is good. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see. They may see. Not see your heart. Nobody can see your heart. Nobody can see your heart unless they can see your works. Hello? I can't see your heart. I can't even see your physical heart, much less your spiritual. And people cannot see what's in us if we don't shine. And if they don't see that light, they can't see Jesus. Because John 1.4 said that in him was life, and that life was the light of men. John 1.4 says, in him was life eternal life, and that life was the light of men. So I have the light that men need. I have the light that men need if I shine, if I will shine. I have the light that men need. Oh, let light shine. Now, let's look at it, that they may see your good works. So how does light shine through good works? Now, we don't do good works to get saved. In fact, you're not good, so how could you do good works to get saved? It doesn't even make sense. Or like one person said, it doesn't make sense unless you don't have no sense. If you don't have no sense, then it makes sense. But if you have sense, it doesn't make sense. And that's the problem with people in darkness. They don't have sense. So the truth doesn't make sense. But if we have the truth and it makes sense, we need to shine so other people can have the light and they can have sense. And so it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let me just say a little bit about this because we talk so much about good works not saving you that everybody stopped doing good works. I mean, oh, you're not saved by good works. so Oh, good. (laughs) No, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do them, but it doesn't mean they're not the way to heaven. But they're the way into people's heart. Are you with me? So it's time now for us to reconnect with good works on the right way. Not to get saved, but to bring light to men. Hallelujah. To bring light to men. Because, you know, work doesn't happen if we don't do anything. I mean, if you sit at home, nothing happens. Isn't that right? If you, stay, if you sit in, in, in your sofa all day and watch TV, your dishes are still dirty. And your floor is still dirty. And your clothes are still dirty. Isn't that right? But we have to do something. Because in us is a life that comes from a different world. In us is the life of Christ. In us is the life. It's not we have some other kind of spiritual life. We only have one spiritual life, and it's his life. Are you with me? Yeah. And his life needs to come out of me so I can be his flesh, his body in this earth. You know, I was preaching in, about two, three years ago. I was preaching in church, and in the middle of my preaching, I had a mini vision, and I saw a, a one-year-old body with an a adult head on it. And Jesus said, that is me and my body. He said, I'm an mature adult, but my body's like a one-year-old. And then I began to see some things that the Lord was showing me. Because today, many of you, most all of you here, are all of you, everybody, you can confirm it, you're an adult, right? Okay, you're an adult today, I'm an adult today, but if you... For five minutes or for an hour, you had a one-year-old body today. What would you do? You wouldn't go to your truck and drive off. You wouldn't even, you may not even can open the door. Would your head want to do a lot of things? Yes, it's adult head. Are you with me? Even you might not, you might have trouble eating. You might be hungry for a steak, but you can't cut it. I mean, you can't do much when you have a one-year-old body. I'm saying, let's put ourselves in Jesus' place. If he's a mature head, he needs his body to grow up. So that what the head can do, the body will do. What the head wants to do, the body's able to do it. And so I'm saying that we live in the time where we must grow up and arise and shine. We all have challenges. We all have things we have to deal with, but it doesn't change the situation that we have to grow up and we have to rise and we have to shine. I have to rise and shine just like you, but I'm saying Jesus needs us now more than he ever needed us before. To rise up and shine. And it's not really so much Jesus who needs us. It's the world who needs us. I mean, when you rise up and shine, it doesn't help Jesus. He's already the bright and morning star. But it helps the world who lives in darkness. Because Jesus came to a world sitting in darkness. And he came as a light. But now that light is in us and we have become the light of this world. We have become the light of this world. And you know, it, it, it begins with just talking to people and loving people. You don't have to go on a, to a far off country. You can start with a neighbor. A neighbor means someone who's near you. It may be someone who's near you in the grocery store, someone who's near you in your house. But finding someone that you can shine a light to and bring and, and sow love into. And when we change, when everybody starts changing some, bringing change to someone, then things start changing and escalating and an environment becomes created. And, you know, Paul said, I've heard of your faith and love. He said that when he wrote to other churches. And I believe that could be said of living waters. And it's already being said to some degree, but it can be said much more. I believe if we let our light shine. Now, I mean, full gospel that she was talking about that's letting us train their children. They don't agree with our doctrine, but they're letting us train their children's ministry. McKenna, yes, is against our doctrine, but they are letting us to come in and talk to them about the Holy Spirit. The light is shining. When the light shines, it says Gentiles or unbelievers will come to it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It will draw, you know, because the one thing that nobody can find in this earth is love unless they find it through us. Love doesn't exist in this world except in us. And so good works come when love goes into action. Good works come when love goes into action. And, you know, if we start doing good works, it will attract all manner of people. Even kings or leaders will come to that brightness. You will affect people in leadership. You will affect people in leadership. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Listen, in our youth, they're shining. They had a summer camp, and almost half of the kids had visions. Many people in our church are there because of our children's ministry and because of our youth, and then they discovered us. But because nobody, has, nobody had, knew what to do with children and youth, so they come in because they need an answer. They need a light. But, you know, we have a light that will help people. It is easy to sit and do nothing. But it is rewarding to arise and shine. It is rewarding to arise and shine. You know, I think, and and I'll close up so you can arise. Uh, (laughs) Arise and go eat. But, you know, I think of the four lepers who sat out this, outside the city. Y'all remember them in Kings. And, you know, then they were under siege. The city was under siege, so they stopped bringing them food. And so they said, one of them got a revelation. He said, why should we sit here until we die? Why should we sit here until we die? So at twilight, which means right before dark, they rose up. And they went to the enemy's camp because they knew the enemy had food. And so they went to the camp because, see, they arose. They didn't sit. Are you with me? They arose. When they arose, God arose. The Bible says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. One guy in Africa, he got up, he was supposed to preach, and he just said, let God arise and his enemies will be scattered. Let God arise. He just kept saying that again and again. He's supposed to to teach or preach on something, but he just kept saying that over and over. Finally, demons started screaming out, and people started being delivered because God was arising and enemies were being scattered. And as they arose and they went to the enemy's camp, guess what? the enemy scattered. Isn't that right? Yeah. They, left, they left food cooking. Yeah. I mean, they left all their jewels that they had captured in other places. They left everything. And they were gone. They came in there. I mean, it was like he was a kid again and mama made a home, hot home meal for him. And so they, got, they started eating and eating and they found all the treasure and they took it, even hid it. But one of them said... Listen to me closely. It's not good if we don't share this with the city, because the city was helping us all that time. It's not good. The gospel is good news. How many of you know? It's not good to share if we don't share good. The gospel means gospel means good news. It's not good. If we are being blessed and we don't share it, it's not good if we're eating, if we have our needs met and we don't share. It's not good. So even these lepers realized we can't just take it all for ourselves. We have to give back. We have to go to those. And so I'm challenging you today. To take a small step and reach out to somebody close to you. It doesn't even have to be somebody you know. Because when people are hurting, often they listen better. And sometimes when we initially help them, they have open ears so they can get the truth and their life can be changed. You know, we no longer help the guy that was homeless one time. Now he, he gives to the church. He has a sewing business. You see, good works only happen when we reach out. That's when we let our light shine. That's when we let our light shine. That is when we let our that's when lives are changed. Does it mean everybody will respond properly? No, not everybody responded properly to Jesus. But our part is to shine. God's part is to change. We can't change anybody. But we can change and shine. We can change and shine. Because at the end of the day, it is why we're still here. There's no reason to stay on earth after to get saved if there was no somebody else to help. We're still here to help somebody else. I mean, what else would we be doing here? There's no other reason to be here. I love you. Maybe you think I'm a little bit hard on you because... But sometimes we need, you know, when we get in a rut, sometimes we have to be pushed a little bit to get out of the rut. Isn't that right? Now, we might be happy with our own life. Now it's time to spread the joy. Now it's time to help other people be happy about their life. But we still have hardships... Oh, definitely. But they can't compare for what's waiting for us. Hallelujah. I want us to pray a moment. In fact, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you to make the decision that you're going to reach out to one person. They may not come to the church, but if their life is changed, they will be part of the church. The church of Jesus Christ. And we have to finish the bride before the bridegroom comes. And so I'm challenging you to reach one person. Or shine to one person. Even if they, I mean the first person I witnessed to was a Jew. You know, (laughs) and the Jew wasn't even a good Jew. I I took, you know, you go by twos. I took my friend with me. We went. His name was Todd, and he's praying while I'm talking so that if I run into trouble, then he can talk and I can pray. But he never stopped praying. He never started talking when I ran into trouble. So next time, I didn't take him with me. (laughs) But I was talking to this Jew. I went through the gospel with him, and he said, "I, I don't believe in hell. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I was not very bold at that time because I'm just beginning. I wanted to. I said inside to me, "How can you be a Jew? You don't believe in hell." But my first witnessing was somebody who rejected it. My second time, I went and talked to a guy across the hall. He's not interested. That was like on a Friday. On Saturday, Sunday, I went to church. And his roommate who was in there while I was witnessing to him, you know, because when he didn't accept it, I just left. I didn't care about the other guy because I had my feelings hurt. But, you know, when I went to church Sunday, that guy got baptized and I went to him. I said, I didn't know you were a Christian. He said, yeah, I prayed that prayer when you prayed with the other guy. The first person I led to the Lord, I didn't know I led him to the Lord. (laughs) but it's time for us to let our light shine darkness is upon the face of the earth and deep darkness because when you start shining you're going to see fruit and that fruit's going to make your heart swell with joy and you're going to be radiant radiant means you kind of shine all the time hallelujah hallelujah we're talking about God made a difference in our life let's make a difference in the world with the difference that he made in us hallelujah thank you Jesus we love you but I think Jesus wants us to be his body more now than ever before because we live at the end of time and it's kind of like evil prevails when good men do nothing It's time for the good men, the good women, the good young people to rise up and let our light shine. And then God will be glorified. Hallelujah. So now, if you're willing to make that decision to shine out to one person, I'm going to ask you to make that commitment by standing up. If you're willing to do that. I'm not talking about talking to somebody else that you know already. I'm talking about unless it's somebody that really needs help. But I'm not talking about like talking to another Christian that's doing okay. We're talking about reaching out to someone who's in trouble. Someone who's in darkness. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray now because I believe when you arise, God will arise. And when God arises his enemies will be scattered. His enemies will be scattered. Father, in Jesus' name, now I pray for every person in here that's standing and that has made this commitment to reach out to someone, to bring light to someone sitting in darkness. I thank you right now that the Spirit of God will come upon them as they go and the glory of God will be seen upon them. And Father, I thank you that your love will freely flow out from them. And their life will be changed forever. And Father, I thank you that when... If one, per, one person is not ready to be part of the harvest, that they will find the person that is ready to be harvested. Father, thank you right now. Thank you for your love to freely flow and for your anointing to be upon them to speak and to share your love and your good news. Thank you, Father. And I thank you that this church will be profoundly impacted by it and that this church will even go to another level and this church will even... Become a brighter, shining light in this whole region. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I don't know who's take. who's? Me. You. Hallelujah. Thank
1: you, Pastor. It's the Lord. Have a seat, please. I don't know about you, church, but um, for me, I've had the word planted in my heart, right? Amen? So we've had the word planted in our heart this morning. In fact, it may have been even more than just the word because I had this tune running through my mind ever since Pastor Charles even mentioned it, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So I've been... Just singing that over and over in my spirit as I listen to the word being spoken out to the body. And we want that body to be a mature body. Amen? Yeah. All right. Well, i tell you what, I was in my uh, quiet time this morning, and I didn't even realize that I was having a quiet time for such a time as this. But I was in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and Paul's writing to the Corinthian church, And he says in verse 11, since we have planted spiritual seed among you, aren't we entitled to a harvest of physical food and drink? And so what I want to do now is to ask you to prepare your hearts to sow into Pastor Charles. And we're going to just have another... um, collection and pass the bucket around in order to sow into that ministry because he has sown into us amen so um if the uh ushers could get the everything ready and go ahead and start that and and out of the abundance of your own heart I ask you to give back uh for what you have received this morning amen and uh, and while that's happening, if uh, I could also ask the uh, prayer team to come up, because um, we we have received that challenge. We stood up and said, "Yes, I'm going to." let my light shine i'm going to speak to someone else i'm going to let them see my good works and you may want to pray about that with somebody on the prayer team and so we'll have the prayer team available and you can come up and pray with them as we finish this morning so um let me pray over all of y'all praise the lord Okay, so Father God, we thank you for the word. We thank you for your truth. I thank you that it, it has been sown and sown into rich soil. And we ask that now it grows down and develops strong roots and shoots up and develops much, much fruit, Father God. And fruit that remains We thank you for what you're doing in us. And I heartily agree with Pastor Charles, Father God, that right here at Living Waters Outreach, we are going to reach out and 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 shine in this region more than ever before and so we ask you to pour out your holy spirit that we would shine and the good news of Jesus Christ will be made known and many people will turn from darkness to your wonderful light so we pray all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus amen and amen so church be blessed today.